Hey, this is K-12 Tech Talk. In this episode, we talk about how you need to remain flexible right now in these situations. And Chris and Josh receive a big box of equipment from Aruba. Have a listen. Hi, and welcome to K-12 Tech Talk with Chris and Josh. No special guest, Corey, today. Thank God. I know. I... He said, like all day today, we were we were we we were you know ramping up, getting ready for this thing, and then last minute he says he can't do it. I was actually kind of excited. Yeah, all he he all of our production meetings, he was making a big discussion about you know we need the pod, and I'm so excited, and then at the last minute he says, oh sorry, can't. He said he was too busy. Yeah, too busy. Too busy for you, Josh. Too busy for me. Yeah, for any listener that we still have. <laughs> After our month hiatus, yeah. You know, coronavirus, COVID-19 really just had us down, and we didn't feel like talking about it. Well, there wasn't, I mean, there was stuff going on, but there wasn't much going on. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and we would have some topics in the morning, and then, like, at my school, I would be given some directive in the morning, and by afternoon, it had changed. Yeah. Yeah. So then what, what are we going to talk about, you know? Yeah. Well, before we get too far, let's talk about our sponsor. Um, thankfully, something cool has uh, stuck with us, Jeremy and, and his folks over there. Um, backups are a hot topic. We've talked about backups before on this podcast. Uh, Jeremy wants to share some information with uh, how to protect your Veeam backups from encryption. So ransomware is a big deal. Uh, he says, are you wor- worried about ransomware and how it will affect your backups? Join something cool for a special webinar on how to protect your Veeam backups from from encryption. Go to somethingcool.com slash education to learn more and sign up. And then he adds an interesting sentence, Chris. I want to get your take on this. I'm ready. Um, he says, Corey just did this. If you want to grill him on the, on, on his simp on, I, I think he means on how simple it is to implement. Is he saying that Corey, Needs simple things. Yeah, yeah, and from my from my experience with Corey too, Corey likes to have other people do his work, uh, and then he likes to take credit for it. So uh, I actually I heard I listened in on uh, Corey's school district's board meeting, and Corey gave his technology uh, report, and he said how he got the cloud backups going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So somethingcool.com must do a pretty good job with that. Yeah, for Corey to want to take credit for it, because you know Corey only takes credit for the best things. Right. Hey, did Jeremy say when that thing is? He did not. So go to somethingcool.com slash education for more information. um, And shoot Jeremy an email. Go to their website and and shoot Jeremy an email. He's a great guy. He'll get back with you. um, And he'll answer all your your questions. And, And again, this is one of those things that, yeah, something cool is in Missouri, but I really don't think that that matters if you're in, you know, Washington State and you contact something cool for Veeam offsite Veeam backup encryption or t- encryption protection. Okay, they're in Missouri. Who cares? It, it really right. doesn't matter. That kind of um, even makes it better. It like, could. Yeah, absolutely. So visit them and uh, see what they have to say and, and give them a shout out. Tell them you heard, you heard about them from us. And he had um, said, he, 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 he had sent me an advertisement too. I think this thing's on June 11th okay. uh, at, at 1 PM central. 
Okay. Um, so to get in contact with us, this is something that we need to do a better job with. Um, K12techtalk at gmail.com. If you have topics you want us to chat about or want us to get more information about, find an expert and interview them. We're more than willing to do that. Uh, K12techtalk at gmail.com. And we love it. We had a couple of you guys email us uh, to say, what the heck, why aren't you guys doing pods? And yeah, we, they're, yeah. We do need what, that encouragement. That guy, what was that guy's name? I'll, I'll find that email real quick. Uh, listener Paul emailed the other day and said, more or less, are you guys still alive or what? <laughs> um, so so thanks, thanks for the feedback, Paul. We, uh, we enjoy hearing that. So, Chris, uh, gosh, I know what you alluded to it a little bit ago. You can get an edict in the morning about, let's just say, summer school. Summer school is going to be on site in June. Well, about four hours later, you might get a phone call and say, well, we've changed our mind. Summer school is going to be on site in July. Right. And then about three hours later, you're going to get a phone call and say, oh, yep, uh, we're doing summer school in July and it's going to be virtual. Mm-hmm. That's it, it seems like I know I, we've experienced that and it's and it's not a problem. It's not our boss's fault. The information that they're getting is changing hour by hour. You're in the same boat. You've experienced similar conversations. Um, I think pretty much everybody's experiencing that frustration right now. I think for tech departments, I think it's made us be more fluid. Like, oh, sure. We're just ready to to take on the day to see what happens. Some days nothing happens. Some days there's a whole lot of stuff that happens. Uh, I've tried to learn to just be patient, like let someone tell me something, give it a little bit of time to, to see if it sticks or not. Yeah. And the summer school thing, I think, is we're doing virtual summer school in the month of July. We're waiting until July. Are you still going in June? As of today... <laughs> the feelings are July, hopefully face to face, but then we would off, offer virtual for middle school and high school uh, for those that do not want to come. Interesting. But, so we're doing three, four through 12 virtual in July, like July 6th through whatever, July 30. Yep. And then the two weeks in August, we're doing like a boot camp for K through three on site in the building. Um, so it'll be interesting. Those both will be very good test runs of both virtual education that we've been doing for the last month. So teachers and kids are kind of used to that. Um, but if there are restrictions in August, you know, social distancing is still around, which my gut tells me it will be. Um, that'll give us a good dry run to see what that's going to look like when kids come back on site. Right. Right. What are you guys going to do for virtual? Are you using a particular platform or are you guys doing it? Nah. No, we're, we're just going to leverage Google. We, we don't, um, I know there's, there's programs out there. There's a big one in our state down in the Southwest corner of the state that a lot of schools are going with. I think Corey school is going with it. Um, the decision right now is we're going to, we're going to hope we're going to roll our own and, uh, see how it goes. Um, I think the cost associated with that program is, is kind of steep yep. and you don't get all the money back that you would have normally. And with the budget in Missouri being the way it is, I think every penny is going to count right now. Yeah. I, I wasn't really until, until COVID-19, I wasn't really paying attention to the different uh, remote learning things that are out there, but I've heard the word launch quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Ed, Edmentum, is another one. I haven't heard of that one. Uh, and Edgenuity, 
those are the three that I've kind of heard of. Have you heard of any, any others, Josh? No, launch, launch is the big one that I've heard of. Uh, I heard a little bit about that Edmentum today that they actually, like when you go through their courses and, and the student needs help, that there's like teachers like available in chat, I guess. Oh, there's interesting. Like, like teachers that are doing the actual videos. Yeah. Hey, well, let me ask you, let me ask you this, this question. Have you been told directly or have you heard of a tech being told this or have you heard from heard from kind of thing of superintendents or leadership talking about virtual and being able to not pay teachers like because of it? Have you had any? I you don't have to say your district, but no, anything like that. It was not my district. Um, I did hear a rumor, and I don't think it ended up being true, that a district was going to write into their contract, and again, this is not my district, um, the district was going to write into their teacher contracts for next year that more or less if school did not start on site in August and was delayed for any reason that their contract would, their more or less their salary would be delayed until school could start. Um, that turned out to be not true because the contracts did not have that language in it. Okay. But it, I heard it was something that we was being tossed around. Um, but I have not seen it in actuality. I, I, I won't say it was my school district, but I, I, it's, it's, it's factual of a, of a, of not, 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 not what you said, but, but of a superintendent saying that virtual is becoming really appealing because he could pay that money and then not have to use whatever it was. I think he said five like summer school teachers. Oh, sure. So, so then the licensing, you know, I can pay for licensing because I'm not paying for teachers. And that's kind of oh, scary. Oh, I get you. That's kind of, that's that stuff that kind of freaks us out when technology starts to take over. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. I think we saw last year, I think it was last year, it was one of our first years with virtual summer school. And we dipped a toe into, um, there were business classes, there was PE and something else. And the amount of students that the teacher could see because it was virtual and she was uh, creating assignments in classroom, there wasn't like a face-to-face hour-long instruction. She could, in theory, have more students on her caseload. So I, I think that part of it is appealing, especially if a district is rolling their own content. Um, you know, instead of having 20 kids in seven hours a day, you might be able to have, so that's 140, you might be able to have 200 kids throughout right. the day assigned to you because you're not, you're not giving that entire hour's worth of instruction. Right. You need um, a teacher, you need a tech guy, maybe you need yeah. some paras. Well, do you even need paras? Right. I mean, right. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, you could go down this rabbit hole and and just, you know, do you need cafeteria people? Do you need maintenance? You, know, it, it, you, you could get as crazy as you wanted to get. I really think my crystal ball is kind of foggy right now, but I really think um, we'll be on site come fall. I really think we'll, everybody's going to try their hardest to start in school in the fall. But I do think there will be changes. Um, we had our, our, our district has made task force. They're calling it reentry task force. And I think we yep. have 
um, six or seven different committees. Of course, I'm, I'm heading the technology committee for this task force. And uh, we today was our first meeting and we talked about getting rid of, I don't know if your cafeteria has the, the number pads for where kids type in their lunch we pen. We're talking, we're going to get rid of those, or that's going to be our suggestion that we get rid of those. And every kid has a ID badge that has a barcode on it. And we get the like red line scanner or, you know, barcode scanner, whatever. Um, and instead of typing their pen in that, you know, that every kid in the lunch that goes to the lunchroom that day touches that pad and it's not clean. Now they just hold their badge out, scan the barcode and, and go on. There's no contact. Right. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that, that we're talking about. Yeah. Let's go through some of those. So cafeteria, you think cafeteria looks different, maybe ditch the number pads, maybe go to cards. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. what other options would there be, I guess, verbally saying your name or something? Well, well, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of detail. We use the lunch pen for a number of different things. So to me saying, saying my lunch pen right. to the cafeteria worker and you're standing behind me with your lunch, That's you're buying, too. you're buying, you're buying your lunch on my dime next tomorrow. You yeah. know, you're going to, you're going to know what my lunch pen is. So I don't think that's a good solution. Verbal what do you think? What do you think about computer labs? So that was another discussion item today. I think what we settled on was uh, getting a metric ton of Lysol wipes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the hour, the student is expected to wipe down their keyboard and mouse before the hour is over so that it, they're, they're touching their germs on that keyboard yep. and they're, clean, they're cleaning that. Um, we do have a couple business labs at our high school and we have a Chromebook lab or Chromebox lab in our intermediate um, and the library in that building as well. So um, the other big discussion item today was in our intermediate building, there's a cart in every room with 30 devices Yep. and those kids move rooms, but most of the kids only go between two teachers. So the idea is that those kids will either carry their Chromebooks from room to room or they will just wheel the cart with them when they change hours. Um, because that, that class as a cohort stays together when they move from teacher to teacher in that building. Um, you know, and, but, but, but that brings up an interesting point that that may change. The teacher may be the one moving, not the kids, you know? So right. I think a lot of the logistics are going to change. Yeah, we do. We do Chromebook carts at, at one of our elementaries where like, one cart goes between two teachers. So one cart is shared between yeah. whatever, 40 plus kids. So like right. that, I mean, and like, you know, it's like half the day it's over here, then half the day it goes over there. So we got to figure out what to do with that. Like, yeah, our, our kindergarten, our kindergarten and first grade have, uh, there's five Chromebooks in every room and they use those devices as centers. Um, so what we're talking about is, you know, assigning a kid Chromebook A, B, C, or D and they clean it or it gets cleaned. But then we know if, if Johnny comes down with COVID and he always used Chromebook C, we know the other kids that have touched Chromebook C and we, you know, we know how to identify those kids. But right. in theory, that device is still getting cleaned when Johnny's done with it. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a complete change, man. We, uh, we, so we have, we call them TSIs, tech support interns, they're yeah. high school, middle school helpers. And we've questioned that whole thing 
because right now little Johnny has a Chromebook issue. He walks down to the library to see a TSI and it just kind of, it's a weird sentence now to say like little Johnny hands his Chromebook to little Susie and like, that's a class. Yeah. Like we're going to put, you know, it doesn't feel good right now to say we're making or we're asking little Susie to touch yeah. little Johnny's Chromebook, even if she has gloves, even, you know, even if, yeah. Uh, so I don't know, does my student help me to take a break for, you know, this next school year? I don't, I don't, but then, and then what happens with the, all the tech work that, that can be done because of that? I don't, I don't know yet. Oh yeah. That, that would, I mean, I'm a department of three people, including myself and, and we have a similar setup in our high school. I, we would drown immediately because we, of did, it. we did talk about like, if maybe the, maybe little Johnny has to always bring it to the librarian or the para in the library. That, that person has to clean it, make an adult clean it. And then it goes to yeah. the TSI center. Maybe that can work. I don't, I don't know. But, but realistically, Chris, your high school, you should be able to trust your high, high school kids. If you make a procedure, Right. Student Johnny comes in, sets his device down on the table. Susie, the TSI, comes over with a Lysol wipe, chlor, chlor, whatever. Yep. Even if it's just some random disinfectant that you guys have on a towel, and the procedure is she wipes it down before she touches it. I I would have to think you could trust those kids to do that, right? Because that's best effort. But we, we yeah, did right, our best, right, you know? right, yeah. So that, that was our, I had an hour long, uh, we had a good session. It was an hour long session today. We'll have another one next week. Um, and then there, so there's, I guess, five other committees meeting around the same times, discussing everything from operations to curriculum and instruction to athletics, um, you name it, health, nurse, health and wellness. Um, so we're all going to get back together and develop a plan that will be our plan to re-enter in the fall. Don't you think, what's your opinion on this? I, I, I just keep feeling like if we can't get transportation figured out, none of it really matters. Like if there's six um, feet on a bus, how are we getting kids to school? For us, so the, the mandate is you have to offer transportation for kids that live more than three and a half miles away from school, right? Yep. So our district, um, is small enough to where three and a half miles would be about three or four bus routes out of our 12 or 13 that run. Okay. Well, depending on how you look at it, 26 that run. Um, so, I mean, if, if push come to shove, we could get away with it. It'd be horrible. It would be a complete and utter PR issue. Um, but I, you're right. Those things are being discussed because you go from a bus that can handle 80 kids and if social distance, the six foot rule is still around, you, you're down to 13 kids or nine kids, depending on the bus model. Um, Crazy. And, and it's not efficient. I mean, it, it, yeah, you're, you're now taking three buses to do the load of what one bus could do before, you know. Did you say when you looked at our podcast, was it Australia? Where were some of the other countries we were hearing from? Uh, we had a lot of Canada. We had somebody from Australia, uh, Germany. Yeah. Like I'd love, I've tried to look up the news on like what other countries are doing, but man, I'd love to hear from like tech departments, you know, where COVID-19 kind of came through, you know, early. Yeah. You, you know, know, I, I need, where their heads are at. I need to message 
uh, I need to message my friend that lives in China and uh, try and get him on and have him talk about this. I don't know how much input or how much exposure he has to like K-12 schools over there, but it would be at least be a interesting viewpoint. Cause we're just Missouri and like, but I, I, I know it <laughs> seems like everybody's going through the same stuff and, and states or countries are making similar decisions. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know about your superintendents. I think they were operating together there for a while. Um, I have to say that the superintendents in our County have done a very good job of operating as a group. You know, there, yep. there are thir- 13 ind- individual distinct school districts in our County, but all of those superintendents meet shoot, man, they're having conference calls practically every other day. It seems like, um, and they, they're operating as a group. They want to be on the same page. Right. And that, that's definitely admirable because, um, you know, that's not always the case. I think, I, well, this is probably a good time, too, if I could encourage anybody listening, too. I can say for, for like me and Josh, there's a couple of, of other colleagues that we have. We're always in a group text. We're always talking to each other. And, we're, I mean, we, we do a pretty good job, I think, of staying in sync because you don't want Josh – doing a spectacular job of cleaning Chromebooks or whatever. And then I'm over here and I'm only using an electronic wipe that doesn't really do anything or whatever. Right. We try to to build each other up and stay unified as best we can. So I would just encourage drag each other down. Right. Do that. Get in sync with your neighbors. Cause we've done that over the years. Yeah. So I, for us. Yeah. And and we have an open dialogue of all the, other tech directors and we're not the Chris and I aren't in the same County, but the folks that I'm around, we have a good dialogue and I, we're in constant dialogue with Chris and several other Southern school districts. So um, it's just interesting to, to keep a, 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 a pulse on what everybody's doing. I know you guys, you guys are trying to do summer school and we're not. So it's interesting just that what 35 mile difference, the right. change in thought, of you know yeah steam on with power you know we're we're doing summer school full full bore ahead um so yeah it's going to be interesting and and like you said it changes every 25 minutes right but yeah by the end of the by the end of this podcast we'll probably each of us will probably have two two more emails about something that's changed speaking of change let's talk about uh midwest tech talk yeah i was just gonna say that uh, so this conference we've talked about that, that, that we both are part of the planning committee, this thing was going to be in July. Uh, we uh, sadly, of course, had to uh, cancel the meeting in person. Uh, so we're going to do the virtual stuff instead. Uh, it'll be July 13th through the 17th. We're going to do a bunch of Zoom meetings and still have all the uh, presenters that we planned or, or try to as much as we can. Uh, somethingcool.com is actually a platinum sponsor of that conference. Uh, they stayed on board uh, with us. Most of the sponsors have have decided to stick with us through the virtual stuff. Uh, so midwesttechtalk.com, we'll be posting the schedule there. Uh, it's going to be free for anybody online. Uh, so just jump in. You're, we're going to do like a sign-up sheet for the sessions, and you'll get the links that you need to join in. Yeah, so it – it's going to be a different format, but the content will be just as good. Um, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be interesting to see what kind of pull, what kind of attendance we have and how far reaching we can make this. 
Um, so obviously, if you're listening to this, hit hit Mid, Midwest Tech Talks web, uh, website. Share with your teammates. Share with your, if you're in contact with your other area school districts in your county or region, share with them. It, I promise you, it will be good content. You will, you'll pick something up that you're like, hmm, that, that's a decent idea. I might try to implement that. Um, it, and it's a grass, grassroots thing. The, the people that, that end up presenting um, volunteer to do it. And most of them are um, come, come to us with the idea of like, hey, I'm doing this really cool thing. I'd like to present on it. So you get a very wide array of things. Um, I think we're going to try and have a couple round tables with, with district leadership. Uh, we've, uh, and, and I assume a good bit of it's going to talk about COVID and what districts are doing to address technology with COVID. Um, have you guys bought any of the temperature scanners? I was told that today, actually, uh, that we bought several so whether oh, did you really? summer school or whatever, we'll be checking. I think they're the ones, what, what do you like scan a forehead or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was told we're getting. You didn't Which buy I, the rectal thermometers? No, but my wife, well, I think my, so my wife who is a school nurse, I think the rectal is the best, right? Yeah, I think so. But she, she, she goes for the ear one over the forehead one. If, if really? I remember those conversations. Yeah. But they're supposed to be non-touch. I mean, that's the whole thing, right. you know, whatever. So I, whatever. I think, I think she told me that the ear is more accurate than the forehead, but the forehead is still, I mean, it's fine. That's what hospitals yeah. and stuff can, can use. To right. Right. And I think you can calibrate them. Like you can tell them I'm scanning forehead and it, it knows the, to do whatever the difference is or whatever. Hey, speaking um, of hospitals, let's talk about, did we get a, we, we, we both got that, that, that big box I, of stuff. I was just going to say the same thing. We're uh, in sync today. We, yeah. Cause Corey's not here. It's a great show. I know. Um, oh, wait, Hey, here, this is, this is in, uh, whatever to, to Corey. What's that word I'm looking for? Memoriam. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> uh, can you guys hear me? <laughs> oh he's gonna be mad um (laughs) oh man um yeah so i you you got the email or phone call i got a phone call from my local sales rep of aruba chris um and he just starts out the conversation and says hey um aruba hp gave away a bunch of equipment to hospitals to spin up clinics for covid we've done that we still have equipment. Do you want some wireless gear? And I'm like, why are you even calling me? Jackpot. You should know, yeah, you should know the answer is yes. He's like, well, how about, how about, what would you think about some wireless ac- or some uh, outdoor APs? I'm like, hell yeah, man, send them on over. So you got the same package we did, right? The yeah. three, yeah. the three 365s and then two eight port PoE switches. Yep. Um, a couple of G-Bics and a wireless sensor. I couldn't, the believe, I couldn't believe they gave us G-Bics even like, yeah. Cause those sweet. are, the, those are 10 gig G-Bics. Like right? a sweet box of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from what I remember, it was like 12 or $15,000 worth of equipment. Yeah. And, and what, what the deal was like, they prepped these things up for hospitals with the COVID-19 stuff. 
Yeah. And then they, they said hospitals didn't, didn't need it or whatever, didn't take advantage. So then the educational sector guys grabbed them all, I guess. Yeah. So we got ours, what was it, Thursday last week. Um, I've already gotten one of the outdoor APs. I had to upgrade my clusters, um, my because I'm running instant. You're not. You're running controller. Right. I had to um, update my – I'm going to have to update my clusters operating system version. Um but I got one upgraded and I got an access point. So I emailed um, Chris and I asked him, I said, Hey, what's the, what's the spread on these things? Like how, how far are they going to reach? Cause we're trying to figure out what parking lots we're going to cover and where we need to place these things. And he sent me over a white paper or actually the, the engineer sent me over a white paper that shows like at a hundred yard distance, there's, they can still pull 300 or I'm sorry, a hundred meg service over the air so we we yeah we um we put that test unit outside and it wasn't the best scenario um but we got a good 200 feet out of it and i was pulling 80 meg on my phone and we're talking it it was five feet off the ground i had cars in the way so it was not it was not the best environment Um, thank you thank you hp aruba yeah or is it Aruba HP? Aruba, Aruba. I think it's Aruba HP. Aruba, Aruba Networks. Is it Aruba HP? Networks and HPE? I think it's Aruba Networks, a an HP company. Thank, thank you, Aruba Networks and HP company. You're not a sponsor, but you could be, Chris, if you're listening. No, well, and, and it, it it was crazy too because they he that Chris Chris uh, Ellingsworth, Ellingsworth, right? yeah. He was like, and I gotta send you some papers, and all it says is like yes, it's free. And this isn't for marketing. Like, it's right. Just free. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we're going to like the weirdest, easiest, like 10 minute phone call and five minutes of filling out a piece of paper. And then the box shows up like the next day. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Fastest shipping I've ever had from a vendor and it's free. <laughs> yeah. It, it's pretty cool. I'm excited. And of course, Corey's now, the one. I'm, I'm going to gonna tell you this though, Josh, cause I was actually aggravated with you legit. You knew about it for like a week and you didn't Yeah, No, I didn't because I didn't want to be that jerk that said, oh, I got this free box and then nobody else gets a phone call and all you babies would have whined to Chris. You, you, you were the jerk that got, that was like, that you knew about something great and you didn't tell anybody. Because I didn't want Chris getting bombarded with, I want some too. I want some too phone calls. I, cu- I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Like Corey and I found I, out the same day and you're like, Oh yeah, I applied for that a week ago. How would yeah, you have, how would I you, have would, felt, how would you have felt if we got in line for it? And he was like, we just ran out. Yeah. Yeah. Josh got the last one. <laughs> no, it would have been like, yeah, Josh knew about it and we gave away 10,000 of them after him. Yeah. Yeah. We gave them to the ones that he told us to call. <laughs> I was <laughs> aggravated whatever i think i sent Corey a text actually i was like can you believe josh yeah oh well that won't be the last time you're aggravated with me (laughs) so what else is going on um we bought chromebooks they who knows when they're going to be here we did too and we're we're supposed to get ours like in the next couple weeks oh no kidding they're already in my admin console and stuff wow was that from that company that Yep. Tried to sell them from under you. Oh, cool. We uh we made amends. 
I'm, I'm hearing uh, mid-July on our shipment, which is fine. As long as I get them before August, I'll, I'm fine. I, I think we got hooked up and prioritized a little bit because we had some issues. Like they yeah. made sure that they were making it right. And that's all that's we good. can want. That's all we can ask. Yeah, right. Well, and it, that's really realistically, as long as I get them before the start of school, I really don't care. You right. know, I... Because I'm, they're being white gloved, and they're supposed to be putting the cases on them for me, which is awesome. Um, so as long oh, as yeah, they that do, would be awesome. Yeah. So as long as they do that and they show up, I mean, they could show up two days before school, and I really wouldn't care. Yep. But SHI, if you're listening, I want them in July. <laughs> SHI, who is not a sponsor, but could be. No, yeah, but they could be. Um, um, I think we should wrap it up. I think. Okay. Uh, COVID-19, if you're listening, we want you to go away. Yeah. And to everybody else, we're glad that you're still around and gave us a listen. And shoot us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com. Tell us what you like. Tell us if we should have Corey back because we have a list of other guests. Corey just won't let us call him. (laughs) (laughs) He's really going to be upset. Just kidding. Not really. No, not really. You're not. We didn't. All right. I don't miss him at all, though, right now. No, I think this was a good show. We didn't (laughs) need him. Peace out, Corey. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Uh, You want me to record the intro? Yeah. Yeah. All right.